Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry House. Thanks for joining me. This time I want to talk about some of the seismic shifts that have changed in the spending in the U.S. via consumers. And a lot of shifts in U.S. businesses, not only just spending, kind of where they're going, in part due to the virus, in part maybe there's a change in this election coming up. We don't know yet. But let's take a quick look at the numbers. Inflation is not an issue yet. Still CPI, head and core, still small. They're not going anywhere. There's nothing out there that is making inflation increase yet. We'll talk about the debt later. Unemployment hasn't changed. Those numbers haven't been updated. Still 7.9. I suspect that's going to start creeping down a little lower. Even though we haven't seen the layoffs from Disney or Boeing or a lot of other places yet in these numbers, overall the national trend is I think these are going down. Especially when we get the latest estimate and the first estimate of third quarter GDP, which will probably come out at about up 33%. We were down 32, we'll be up 33, kind of back where we were. The only issue is going to be what rate of growth we're going to see after that once GDP recovers. Oil isn't going anywhere. Mortgages are still cheap. And the yield curve has adjusted back to its version of normalcy. So consumer spending back on trend right where it was. It's going to mellow before the end of the year. I wouldn't anticipate a huge Christmas spending cycle, but it's just the nature of what's going on right now. But spending is fine. In a lot of ways, these people are spending money on uh, used cars. Shifts in societal. They are moving. They are moving out of downtown. They're moving out in the boondocks. They're moving out in the country. They're buying cars. RTD, light rail, that sort of stuff. There's a lot of infrastructure there, subways. Uh, it's very unlikely that we're going to see numbers on those things in the foreseeable future, just like airplanes. The uh, people are going to go back to driving themselves or not drive in at all. Rental vacancies, downtowns, and this is across the country. This is not just Manhattan and Cincinnati. This is everywhere in San Francisco. The vacancies are growing. Uh, this has not peaked yet. If you have a downtown apartment and have the opportunity to leave, most people are leaving. They're moving out in the burbs. They're moving out in the countryside, if that is an option. I wouldn't call Boise, Idaho, the countryside of San Francisco, but the trend is very clear. They're moving away from the traditional downtown stuff. However, a lot of the multifamily buildings that you see going on in Denver right now, those are moving apace. That is a piece of the economy that is going to need, one, low-income housing. I'm not saying they're low-income, but affordable housing, close to public transportation. Some of the shifts that are happening right now suggest they need that transportation where they're going to be employed here going forward. National Association of Home Builders, new highs, new contracts to build single-family homes, and they're not in your basic urban environment. They are out in the boondocks. This is not replacement for wildfires, and we've got a couple of good ones going in Colorado right now. This is readjusting residences. 
This is readjusting the technology in the new residences, uh, Wi-Fi, fiber, their own home electronics and theaters. They're moving out of the city. As usual, and this is a reminder, if you take a peek at this, it is a smaller group of people spending a lot of money. This is annual spending and the numbers. The bottom two down here, over here on the left, are a lot of people that don't spend that much money. They don't have that much money. There's the 20% of the economy that isn't working right now. The people that are being laid off and very likely permanently from Disney, a lot of people, not a lot of income. The people from Boeing, more income, not that many people. It's still close contact, leisure, restaurants, hospitality, airlines, hotel. Earnings going forward are looking, oh, well, looks like we have a recovery in place. Well, we do have a recovery in place and earnings are starting to pick up. Healthcare, energy is still way down. This looks better than it did. Things are improving. You just have to remember that they're improving from a very low number. Earnings went way down when the lights went out and these are starting to show some improvement. Even though the stock market is being supportive of this, this is the next 12 months numbers and they're looking pretty good. Markets, NASDAQ in the last year up 40%. Dow in the last year up eight, and you know the rest of the numbers. They're being reasonably well supported and the market is not showing a lot of timidity. If you look at uh, the next 12 months forward earnings numbers, we don't see any bubbles where the market is going right now. There's not a lot of expensive premiums built into this market. They look okay, nothing like it was in 2000. Several questions, uh, do we have a huge bubble growing on the S&P 500? No, we don't, or the NASDAQ. We just have some shifts in where business is expanding and spending their money. It's been a long time since there's more employers with 5,000 employees or more than employers with fewer than 100. It is a huge shift in the US economy. Clearly a trend. Bigger employers are spreading themselves out more and the fact that there is clearly some social acceptance on working from home so these people can be spread all over the country, those numbers are growing. Larger employers, more employers with large numbers of employees. It isn't about small business so much anymore. The small business has shifted to very small, which we'll get to here in a minute. Great way to track what's going on in the business world is commercial industrial lending, which popped way up at the beginning of the lights turning out. A lot of that was the payroll protection program. Some of it was, gee, money is cheap, let's go out and borrow some of it. Some of it was, we got a line of credit, we better pull it all out. People like Boeing, United, American. Those guys and cruise ship lines, they pull money out of their lines because they had the opportunity to do it and they're hanging on to the cash waiting to see when their market comes back. Boeing is a really great example. They are, well, seeing a major shift in their business. They've got about 450 or so 737 Maxes that are about to be cleared to fly again that have been sitting around. They're added onto a 
kind of lax flight schedule, and a lot of the airplanes that are flying aren't wearing out nearly as fast as they were. So Boeing is cutting production back. I think last month they delivered all of 11 airplanes. They're going to get rid of a bunch of people. They are also looking at that real estate portfolio they have, which is not just in Washington. It is everywhere. They are sitting on a pile of cash, and they're going to recycle a bunch of assets into more cash to wait and see what happens to their opportunities. Disneyland, well, that's not a thing of the past yet, but Disney's definitely going to get in the streaming business. Don't anticipate theaters getting right back where they were before, so on and so forth. People are out borrowing money because it's cheap. Now, the other side of the coin is U.S. Census just finished a lot of this stuff, and we've talked about the new business licenses that people have been seeking. Here's where it is. It's all over the country now, and it's a huge number. These are small businesses. These are two people with one employee. They're taking up some of the abandoned and available rent space, not necessarily in little communities in the Midwest, but just space all over the place, service businesses, and very, very specialized manufacturing. A lot of these people are not going back to the careers they had. They're not going to be flight attendants or pilots or head waiters or so on and so forth. Those careers have changed, so they're going to do their own. Huge numbers of teeny tiny businesses that will very likely not have a lot of employees. That's fine. It's not exactly where we'll be investing money because you can't. But the numbers are very obvious that people that were counting on jobs in the past are simply going to do their own thing. Fine. Finally, I know we have an election coming up, and it's a big thing in the media. There's also been a complete lack of attention on what we're going to do with all the debt we've accumulated. We're at about $25 trillion as of this morning. Depending upon if there's more popular support for more stimulus before the election, Hopefully, we won't go above 26, 26 and a half trillion before the first or second quarter next year. It's going to have to start being dealt with then. This is a great set of charts that says, gee, these countries, France, Japan, United States, Germany, Canada, look at this. The debt they have has a tiny amount of revenue required out of their GDP to pay it. Well, in some respects, that's true, but it is very misleading. Italy is the only one out of this whole group that's very likely to have their sovereign rating lowered in the near future. Everybody else is okay, but the amount of debt that these countries have picked up uh, is about $14 trillion in the last six months total. It's going to have to be dealt with. We've already spent that money. It was very helpful. Part of the light's going out. We have to deal with paying it back. Second quarter next year, we're going to have to decide what we're going to do tax-wise. The federal government is going to need probably 8% additional revenue, maybe not this time next year, but first part of 2022, because a lot of this debt is going to come due, and we're not the only ones. It's Germany. Well, it's everybody. Is that a headwind to our long-term growth? Uh, let's leave it a headwind. It's not a drag, but it, it can't be put off any longer. And we won't know until the first quarter of 2021 
what the state, and in this case, the city of Denver is like. We won't see those numbers yet. I don't think they'll be gruesome. The chances are Colorado and Denver, just Denver, will be better off than a lot of places in the country. But small town, USA, everywhere, uh, well, it won't be horrible, but it's not going to be very optimistic. Just plan on it. Okay. We're all waiting for the election. I'll see you before then, somewhere around the 2nd of November. Of course, if you have any questions, happy to deal with them. Just send them along to info at shwj.com. And uh, thanks for joining me.